Winner take all in Brooklyn. The biggest playoff game in New York women's basketball history in years. Jackie Powell here to talk about it. Lockdown women's basketball starts now. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Elimination Day. I am Howard Megdahl, founder and editor of The Next Women's Basketball Newsroom. You can follow all the work we do there at thenexthoops.com. Thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen Every day, and we have drama every day, but I don't know that we've had more drama than this. The Brooklyn scene tonight, New York Liberty, Chicago Sky, game three of the first round playoff series between these two. The winner moves on, the loser ends their season. Jackie Powell, who does incredible work covering the Liberty over at the Next, who does terrific work at Bleacher Report and numerous other outlets. Jackie will be there tonight. Jackie's going to be heading over to shoot around very shortly. But set the scene for me, Jackie, for you personally, what it means to a team that you covered to two and 20 now with a chance to win and move on in the playoffs, how different this feels. It's like night and day, Howard. And and although the first frame of reference you bring up is the two and twenty wobble season, I even think back to my first year on the beat when we were in the Westchester County Center and you could only fit you could fit less than two thousand people. And it was a completely different roster and it was a completely different energy, a completely different coach. Um, we've been through um, well, we're now on our second head coach since mm. Katie Smith. And it what this means to me is it's you're watching a franchise grow and you're watching it develop and you're watching it change. And that's what I've been able to do in these past many years. And it's a really fulfilling thing to be able to report on the lowest of lows and, and what isn't working and trying to figure out why. And then also getting to a point where we're sort of putting the pieces to the puzzle. We're figuring out what works. I think that is what has really meant the most to me. And it's not even just the X's and O's of it all. It's the ins and and outs of the franchise. It's the fact that they have people now taking pictures, creating live video content on their social media. I mean, the growth is across the board. Uh, the feeling is so different. I, mean, I remember we were in Westchester. You were there. I was there. Russ Steinberg was there. And yet we still didn't have enough for a minion, not because they couldn't get 10 Jews wanting to come to Westchester, but because there wasn't space in Westchester County Center. It just didn't fit that many people. So it was a very sad thing, obviously, from a Jewish prayer perspective and also from a basketball perspective. But as you think about this team now, and we're going to get into it, what went right in game one, what went wrong in game two, and what needs to get fixed in game three, this feels like a franchise that understands the direction that it is going. And even if tonight doesn't go their way, 
to go out there in game one and punch him in the mouth and go into the defending champions home court and go win a game with a 13-0 run in the final 332. I just wonder how much you feel like that alone, that alone is something that this franchise is going to take going forward and what you're hearing from them about it. I mean, my analysis and my perspective is it's one of the most important wins in franchise history. I, I just don't see how you could look at it any other way. I asked Sandy Brandello sort of about that. I've even been comparing the Marine Johannes pass, which I am now calling the pass. Yeah. Sort of Teresa Weatherspoon's the shot. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are going to be like, how dare you compare a Mar- some Marine Johannes pass to Teresa Weatherspoon? But I think there are some similarities between those two moments. Let's just be clear, by the way. There are going to be people, no matter what you say on any topic, who are going to reply with, how dare you? Uh, That's just the nature of social media. And so I I think that makes a lot of sense. And as the foremost chronicler of this team, I think it is uh, your role to be able to do that in the same way that you came up with Statue of Liberty as the nickname. (laughs) Marine Johannes. We can't, Jackie and I can't figure out, was it me? Was it her? Was it a combination? I think, I think we talked about it on press row. I know she put it into print. Uh, I am happy to tip my hat to Jackie on Statue of Liberty because I think it is the perfect nickname for Marine Johannes. But yeah, the pass. Yes. Yes. The pass. I mean, and especially when it sparks that epic victory. Uh, do you think that win happens if Marine doesn't change the momentum of that game? At that, at that moment, Chicago was up by six, three and a half minutes to go. I mean, it completely silenced the sky. It silenced the entire arena. It, I mean, it also was pretty exemplary of how the Liberty were able to read the sky's defense. Really, it was an example of how Marine Johannes was able to outsmart the uh, the overhelping or the trapping or hedging of, I believe it was Candace Parker and I think Azaree Stevens. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. I've seen this pass so many damn times. I just remember there were two defenders that were like, you know, trying to trail her and trap her on the side. And then she does her over-the-back pass to a wide-open Natasha Howard. And it's also pretty exemplary of what New York Liberty basketball is. The New York Liberty are the best pick-and-roll team in the WNBA. I think there is a stat that backs that up. And this makes sense. This is who they were supposed to be when they drafted Sabrina Ionescu. And that hasn't been realized until this season. So I guess it was very emblematic of where the franchise is right now, completely. I guess I wonder, and maybe there's not a single answer to this and something they have to figure out because it's complicated for numerous reasons to keep Marine Johannes over the long term. But given not only what she's been but what she's allowed Sabrina Ionescu to be, do you think there's a more important person on this roster beyond Sabrina at this point? Um, most important beyond Sabrina. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know what? I think I'm going to say Natasha Howard because defensively, 
the the anchor that she's been. I mean, it could be between Natasha Howard and Steph Dolson, to be quite honest, because the two of them are the quarterbacks. They make sure that things are flowing, things are functioning. Sandy Brondello, you know, talks about those two as two of the leaders on this team, especially when you have Benajah Laney, who had been out for two months and is still sort of finding her way. What Benajah Laney really likes about this current roster is she feels like she doesn't have to do too much. She can just be herself because there are leaders she trusts mm-hmm. on this roster already, and there are players that she trusts. Yeah, yeah. It, that it, was not the case last year. It, it, no doubt about it. I just, to me, when you think about, and, and again, I, I am guilty of this as anybody, I think about the 2023 Liberty as much as I think about the 2022 Liberty, just clearly looked at the future. And if you think about a team that perhaps – um, might I? I don't know. I, I'm you know just talking out loud here. Might add somebody at the four-five position next year who complements Sabrina. Then the question changes to what Sabrina is potentially best able to be in that backcourt. And so at that point, uh, when she is anchored, you know the quarterback is you know hypothetically like whoever you could grab off the street um, from North Syracuse, you could really have uh, a difference uh, maker in Marine Johannes next to Sabrina uh, playing with, you know, whoever that might be. I, I don't, I'm not going to speculate or uh, come up with particular free agents uh, in this offseason to come. But at that point, that team needs Marine as much as they need anybody other than Sabrina and, you know, um, Somebody who went to UConn, let's say. From well, 20, Howard, 20... if I could interrupt, I do have some reporting on the on Maureen Johannes when it comes to the future. And that is, uh, at this point, the Liberty are at a place where they are going to do whatever it takes to make sure that she can return. Uh, mm-hmm. The idea inside the Liberty organization is that Maureen loves this team. She mm-hmm. loves the franchise. And she wants to come back. So that is going to be difficult when it comes to maybe 2024, because I think the idea is that in 2023, uh, the European leagues are going to end a little bit earlier because of Eurobasket. Mm -hmm. And obviously, as we know, well, what may happen with Johannes is she may have to leave in the middle, but she won't be the only one who has to. And I believe the CBA does not penalize players for national team commitments. That That is the case. There are exceptions there. And for those who may not know, prioritization in 2023 means you have to be there for opening night. Prioritization in 2024 means you have to be there for day one of training camp. So it's an interesting sliding scale we're seeing going on right now. It is going to be fascinating without a doubt. And again, like you said, you know, should the Liberty pursue, um, again, without getting into specifics, you know, let's say somebody who has a one-year-old daughter named Ruby, it will be fascinating to see what happens. Um, I I do want to take some time and talk to you about Truebill and specifically why Truebill changed its name to Rocket Money. Uh, We'll tell you what we heard. Uh, Truebill, now backed by Rocket Companies, has grown from a bill management app into a full-on personal finance empowerment tool that helps over 3.4 million people with budgeting, 
lower in bills, canceling subscriptions, and more, saving each of their members on average about $700 a year. With that growth comes the next evolution in Truebill's story, which is a new name. Bottom line, Rocket Money is everything you loved about Truebill, but with a fresh look and feel. So start canceling your unused subscriptions and save money at rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnNBA. Or download the app from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Uh, Apple App Store is not such an easy thing to say for future reference. So speaking of not easy, Saturday was not easy. For the New York Liberty final was 100 to 62. And if anything, it was not as close as the score would indicate. Chicago led by as many as 42. They led early. They led often. The Liberty shot 33% from the field and three of 20 from three. My question for you, Jackie Powell, was how much does game two reflect the reality of where these two teams are compared to the first four games, the three during the regular season and the game one, won by the Liberty, of course, uh, reflects a, a real closeness between these two teams. So it's interesting because the first game that these two teams played this season was a blowout. It absolutely was. Um, the Liberty were very injured. They had some players who are not with them now. They did not have Crystal Dangerfield or Maureen Johannes. Mm -hmm. And they were still trying to find their way. I mean, Sandy Brondello talks about May being that whole month being their training camp because the training camp they had was very um, interrupted. And at points, they only had five players practicing because there's so many different people were nursing different injuries. And so it that game, I, I don't like to maybe bring into the calculus. Mm -hmm. But I think what happened on Saturday is more indicative of how inconsistent sometimes a really young team can be. In that you, you take your foot off the gas and that's really hard to know or to control. Like it was no coincidence that in this early morning, 11 a.m. start that the Liberty struggled. Um, as many of you, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. I wrote a piece about how the Liberty lost three straight camp days in a row. They had three camp games in a row and they lost all three of them. And as they moved through the camp games, they progressively got better. But that first one, the loss to the aces, it looked pretty similar to what we saw on Saturday in that there was just no resistance. They just gave up. It was because they weren't making any shots. The defense just completely fell apart. And sure. I was watching some of the film of the first quarter yesterday and the Sky defensively were a lot more aggressive. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think it's because the Liberty are just an awful, awful team. I think it's because the Liberty were, I think the Liberty bigs were not helping out the guards properly. Like mm -hmm. you notice if you watch the film, the, the two hedgers would move way past the screener. 
and the screener would not be even set. Like Steph Dolson or Natasha Howard would sort of be like floating around. And I was like, what's going on here? This wasn't what we saw on whenever the, on, when was that? The first game? Wednesday. Wednesday? Mm-hmm. This was not what we saw on Wednesday. We saw a more confident screening. Yeah. And so I think the two of them were clearly taken aback by just a little bit more aggression and quicker rotations from this guy. I well, do think, Oh, sorry. Continue. No, you, you go ahead, please. I do think the Liberty are going to <clears throat> make some pretty serious adjustments tonight. Mm-hmm. I, and I think at the level at which Vicki Johnson made a pretty serious adjustment in game two, in the Dallas Wings Connecticut Sun series, the uh, question. I, so you're saying they're going to uh, bench Tara McCallan? Is that correct? You think that's no? I'm just saying that it's going to. There could be a lineup change. There could be a change in the defensive scheming. I will learn more about that, or as much as I can at shoot around. Going to be fast. Very interesting. And so I just, to that end, the thing I'm most curious about, if you are covering a winning locker room tonight, what's the one thing that had to happen? The one thing that had to change? Um, I'd say the Liberty play a better defensive game. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that they get at least uh, four players and double figures. Fair. Now, does one of them have to be Beck Allen? And what has Beck Allen, who is, as we've talked about here, the veteran of this franchise? She dates back to the Madison Square Garden years. What Beck Allen talk about when you got a chance to talk to her yesterday uh, ahead of this game? So Beck Allen, I think, was clearly frustrated. And it looked like both she and Natasha were worked very hard in practice. It was this this interesting vibe where it was a mix of exhaustion and just straight up angst. Mm-hmm. They were they were pissed. They didn't want to talk about Saturday. And at first, when I asked Beck to sort of reflect on this moment, you know, the first home playoff game in years and just sort of take me through the difference between that feeling in 2017 to now. She didn't want to even talk about the past. She didn't want to reflect. And so my colleague, Brian Florentin, he noticed, he was like, Ooh, like, let's try to ask her that again about, you know, what this means because she's been with the franchise for so long. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, maybe she calmed down. Something happened. Maybe he asked her in a, in a different way, but he was able to get her to, answer the question we wanted her to and she she's very excited to have the Brooklyn fans cheering them on that is something that brings her a lot of joy she loves the community of Brooklyn so that connection is something that personally fuels her but what was so angsty about all of this was there was a question where it came from a reporter and he sort of said, did you all look at that film? Like he was challenging, did they look at the film? And so, you know, like Natasha Howard was exhausted and she was about to answer. And then Beck Allen interrupts and she goes, she goes, that film was not us. She was like, that was not us. 
you could look at game one, you could look at game two, whatever you want to look at, but game two was not us. And the words that came out of her mouth, I mean, it just sounded like they could have come out of Sandy's mouth. Like, mm-hmm. the, the whole thing of, we have to play together. We were not sharp defensively. It's not a one-player defense. I mean, th- this is the Rolodex of Sandy Brondello, the Sandyisms. It was pretty damn parallel. Yeah, I mean, which is always the sign to me of a coach who has the locker room in hand when the players sound, echo, rhyme what the coach is saying as well. Uh, so that does not come as any surprise to me. Um, well, I want to thank our listeners for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. And again, you know, kudos to um, Nick's and Nets reporters coming out uh, covering the Liberty because um, you know, they both play in a league called the NBA, the National Basketball Association, which, as I understand it, um, is a place where men can play professional basketball. You know, shout out to the NBA for finally giving men a chance to do something in the athletic space. Um, so congratulations uh, to them, because as I understand it as well, and Jackie, maybe you can speak to this. Um, I, it's been a while since the Knicks or Nets won uh, a championship. Is that right? Is that what you're hearing also in the yep. NBA? That is correct. Huh. So, you know, so good. I'm glad they're getting to experience the um, best run basketball franchise here in New York City. Um, but if you are interested, um, we have something called Locked On NBA uh, over in the Locked On Network, which gets you up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day. That's Locked On NBA. Now, I assume, um, I'm just in some cursory research, but Kevin Durant apparently um, is a very uh, famous player, plays for the Nets. Um, presumably, there's no news or rumors about him. He's in Brooklyn to stay. Uh, for the long term. But if that happens, go to Locked On NBA and you can listen. Make them your second listen every day after us. Uh, make Jackie your first listen on Twitter if you're listening instead of watching this on YouTube at Classic J Pal, an absolute must follow, an absolute must follow of a human. Jackie Powell, go get it tonight. Go get it today. We cannot wait to hear from you about this and everything going forward. And to our listeners, thank you for making us your first listen every day. Uh, Missy Hydrick will be back with you tomorrow. And, of course, every weekday, this is where we're at, Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm Howard Megdahl wishing you a wonderful Tuesday. You are Locked on Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.